0: In the name of the Father, and of the Son, and of the Holy Spirit. Amen. In our gospel text today, we've been dropped right into the middle of a theological debate. Now, perhaps we might be tempted to think of theology as only something for, well, theologians. But at its root, the word theology simply means Talk about God. So, in some way, anyone who says anything about God is a theologian. For theology isn't for the professional theologians to keep to themselves. But theology, talk about God, is the Lord's gift to each one of us and sometimes we find that profound theological insight comes not from the formally educated theologian but from the lay people who may have little theological or little formal theological instruction because being a good theologian isn't about simply filling one's mind with facts about God it's about knowing and receiving the lord's gifts It depends on hearing and keeping God's word. Although being a theologian is the vocation of every Christian, society and the world tell us that sound theology is irrelevant. So on the one side, we might have the claim that one's theological convictions are only a matter of opinion, So, rather than go with the facts of what the scriptures say, each one has an opinion on what that means. But the second part of that is another teaching, a teaching that says that each person's religious views are good and right, even if they conflict with the convictions of another. This is what we hear talked about so much with the idea of tolerance. No longer is it simply that we have to get along with one another in our separate ideas, but that we now have to accept as true whatever anyone else says. But both of these teachings stand in opposition to God and his word. So all of this is to set us up for considering the debate in today's text. In this text... Jesus is doing battle with the devil. For it is a debate about who Jesus is and what Jesus says. It is a debate about theology. And it is critically important to each one of us who bears the name Christian. So how does this debate go? The Jews answered, All right, well... Maybe we should back up a little bit. We've sort of jumped in the middle of the conversation. So the setting here is Jesus is in the temple teaching about himself. He has spoken how his father had sent him. But the Jews want to know, where is the father? Over and over, Jesus has reiterated that he came from the father He hears the Father's voice, and he does the Father's will. So right before today's text, Jesus brings the conversation to its point. Which one of you convicts me of sin? If I tell the truth, why do you not believe me? Whoever is of God hears the words of God. The reason why you do not hear them is that you are not of God. The Jews answered him, Are we not right in saying that you are a Samaritan and have a demon? We have examined your preaching, Jesus, and we found it wanting. More than that, we have found it utterly and completely false. You don't say anything worth believing. You are such a fraud that we have decided that you are simply a half-breed Samaritan and that you are possessed by the devil himself. Talk about a conversation gone awry. I suppose that when one can no longer rely on logic, it's time for name-calling and hate speech to come out. Kind of sounds like the norm in politics and society today, doesn't it? Now, for the Jews of Jesus' day... They seemed to think there was nothing worse than being a Samaritan, a religious group that had broken away from the Jews during the exile. The Samaritans had broken God's covenant and intermarried with those who rejected God's word. The Samaritans were a most despised group. And yet, Jesus was known to show them compassion Even to the point that in the parable of the Good Samaritan, Jesus uses a Samaritan's love to illustrate his own self giving love. So, Jesus, what do you have to say for yourself? You can't deny our conclusion, can you? You're a demon possessed Samaritan. While Jesus ignored their racially charged insults, he did answer their other claim, their assertion that he had a demon. He denies the profiling and the false charges. Jesus answered, I am not demon-possessed. I honor my father. You dishonor me. I do not seek glory for myself. My father is the one who seeks it, and he is the judge. Here is the truth. If anyone keeps my word, he will never see death. In other words, Jesus is asserting his equality with the Father. It's quite an assertion. This demon-possessed Samaritan has just gone too far. Only God can make promises like that. Only God can save from death. If anyone keeps my word, he will never see death. He either suffers from the insanity of the Samaritans or he is in league with the devil. So goes the theological debate. Well, okay, Jesus. You want to talk about death? Let's talk about death. You say that you speak for God. But don't you know our history? Our father, Abraham, died. So did Isaac and Jacob, Moses and Isaiah, and all the other prophets, dead. That's how life in this world works, Jesus. You're born, you live a little while, and you die. And you claim to say that your words have the power to keep someone from that Be reasonable. You can't be greater than our father Abraham. Who do you think you are? God himself? You're nothing but a heretic and a madman. But Jesus shows no hint of backing down on his claim. No concessions, no compromises. I glorify myself, if I I glorify myself, My glory means nothing. My father, whom you claim as your God, is the one who glorifies me. Though you do not know him, I know him. If I said that I didn't, I would be a liar like you. But I do know him, and I keep his word. Your father Abraham rejoiced at the thought of seeing my day. He saw it and was glad. Now the gloves have come off. Jesus makes it clear that he is God. The Father glorifies me, he says. In other words, I am God. I am the second person of the Holy Trinity who fulfills his own promise made to Abraham that all nations will be blessed by the Savior to come from his family line. Okay, Jesus, now we know that you're nuts. You're not even over the hill, and you think you've seen a guy who died over a thousand years ago? I think it's time to get rid of Rabbi Jesus. He's delusional and demonic, and what's more, he's leading people astray. But Jesus won't have their treachery against him. He has one more thing to say, One more thing that's not going to make them happy. I tell you the truth. Before Abraham was, I am. Jesus has sealed his fate now. He's spoken the divine name, the words that would not pass the lips of a pious Jew. And not only that, not only is Jesus speaking the divine name, But he's also claiming God's divine name for himself. In effect, he is saying flat out, I am the God from all eternity. I am Abraham's God. And I should be your God, too. That I, with the Father and the Holy Spirit, created the world and everything in it, as Proverbs 8 declares. I was there, When he set the heavens in place, when he marked out the horizon on the face of the deep, when he established the clouds above and fixed securely the foundations of the deep, when he gave the sea its boundary so the waters would not overstep his command, and when he marked out the foundations of the earth, then I was the craftsman at his side." I was filled with delight day after day, rejoicing always in his presence. 30-something Jesus stands and looks at the Jews and claims to be the very God of the Old Testament, the God who created the world by his word, the God who spoke to Adam and Eve, who visited Abraham, who spoke to Moses in the burning bush, The Jews weren't upset before. They certainly are now. Jesus has blasphemed. He has broken the second commandment. And now we must do what Moses commanded in Leviticus. Whoever blasphemes the name of the Lord shall surely be put to death. All the congregation shall stone him. The sojourner as well as the native, when he blasphemes the name... Shall be put to death. So they picked up stones to throw at him, but Jesus hid himself and went out of the temple. Jesus has gotten away today, but give it time. We'll get him. He'll pay one day for his crimes. One day, on a hill outside Jerusalem, he'll be capitally punished. The preacher who claims to be God will have the same sort of end as Abraham and, and all of those prophets. He will die. And that will be the end of preacher Jesus, the end of demon-possessed, Samaritan, blasphemer Jesus. Jesus is God. He is the second person of the Holy Trinity, the Father's divine, eternally begotten Son, who then bestows the Holy Spirit upon the church in his word. You who are here today, listen to this. It's time to know and confess Jesus properly. For I tell you the truth. Jesus, the preacher from Nazareth, was a man accredited by God to you by miracles, wonders, and signs that God did among you through him. As you yourselves know, this man was handed over to you by God's set purpose and foreknowledge. And you, with the help of wicked men, put him to death by nailing him to the cross. But God raised him from the dead, freeing him from the agony of death, because it was impossible for death to keep its hold on him. That is what Peter preached, and that is what we confess Jesus has risen from the dead and ascended into heaven, and now he has poured out his Holy Spirit at Pentecost and to you in your baptism. Jesus is true God, the second person of the Holy Trinity, and Jesus is true man, born of the Virgin Mary. For us and for our salvation, he came down from heaven to suffer under Pontius Pilate. All this is a great mystery. Jesus is, as we confessed, equal to the Father with respect to his divinity, less than the Father with respect to his humanity. And this is what we confess. For it is this truth that brings us to salvation. For Jesus' words are life. So it is on this Trinity Sunday that we confess and believe the doctrine of the Trinity, for he gives us life in Jesus. Blessed be the Holy Trinity and the undivided unity. Let us give glory to him, because he has shown his mercy to us. In the holy name of Jesus, amen. Amen. The peace of God keep your hearts and minds in Christ Jesus our Lord. Amen.